mark your calendars, dose mark your calendars, mm -hmm. because Nationwide Primetime is coming up and it's virtual March 16th through the 18th. If you go to nationwideprimetime.com, all the details are there. But in the meantime, you can enjoy all the benefits of Nationwide if you're a member, especially if you're a member, by taking advantage of their learning platform. You know, you can be a place for people to go shop, certainly, and conduct a transaction, or you can be a place that people go that um, they feel like they can educate themselves on the products that they're buying. And so, yes, they can go do it online, but your people can be the expert. And that's a big deal. And if you're a nationwide member and you have access to the learning platform, your sales associates can literally go on and learn about anything in the mattress category, anything in the appliance business, and not just learn, but be incentivized to learn. So every time that they go through sessions and whatnot, um, they can earn points and money so that they get a gift card and can buy themselves a new Bose headset or whatever they want and uh, come back and they're educated. And the best part is your customer wins because when they come to your store, they're educated and they have had a professional buying and shopping experience instead of one just where they're going to buy something. So check that out, guys. Nationwideorg.com. They are full of benefits and it's all Hold free. On. Did you just say nationwideorg.com? That's not what I meant, Kinsley. Is that what I said? <laughs> nationwidegroup.org has that. Is that better? Even better. Yeah. All right. And if you go. go to that other URL and something interesting pops up, please let us know what you find. It's not my fault. All right. So, and hey, we, you know what uh, else is big deal is we got some podium stuff to talk about. Yeah. You know, that's what I say. Things that pop up when I go to some of our dealers' websites, the thing I notice most is down in that bottom right-hand corner, whenever I see podium pop up, I'm always like, yes, our dealers, our retailers are using Podium. And it's more relevant now than ever because Podium is the ultimate messaging platform. We talk about this and it's so important. If you are texting with your customers, you are their friend because that's how they communicate with their loved ones and their friends. And Podium allows you to do that and it doesn't get lost in somebody's personal cell phone. And you can hand it off to the next person so that customer is managed properly and you can give them communication you need. And look, here's the... Here's the cherry on top. Almost $50 million in payments were processed by mattress stores through text messaging with Podium Text. People want to transact that way and they want to communicate that way. And you can get 10% off when you go to podium.com forward slash dose, D-O-S. Dose Marcos Podcast. It's the greatest mattress industry podcast on the planet. Wait, isn't this the only mattress industry podcast? He's Mark Kensley. I truly felt bad for you at the time. He's Mark Quinn. I think Bigfoot was actually very pleasant. Together, they are Dos Marcos. So, Quinn, obviously... It's vest season. I have on my vest and I haven't converted you yet. No. And um, I don't even know what to tell you, man. There's an intervention group. I'm sure we can get you involved in, but no, it's, uh, it's never vest season ever. You never mess with a guy in a vest. Mm -hmm. He might have ripped the sleeves off of that coat. You never mess with a guy in a vest because there's a castle underneath that fluffy moat. 
Yeah, you never mess with a guy in a vest because he wasn't smart enough to buy the sleeves and he could have mental issues. So stay the hell away from that guy. That's how the song should go. I'm going to write my own version of that song. Yeah, it's going anyway. to be attack on version to the original. And, and all it's going to do is highlight the original, which is the number one Facebook video on Dos Marcos yeah, of all time. Please stop with that. So, you know, we, we ran across an article this week and um, I've been struggling with COVID in my family. Uh, there's a lot of people out there, Kinsley, with COVID right now. And um, it seems to be spiking. And we, we came across this article at The Atlantic that's so incredibly good. And um, it was all about uh, melatonin and sleep and the connection um, of those two things to COVID and immune systems and so it was just so interesting. And of course, we have to bring it to our audience, right? Yeah, and this is going to be a little bit unique because rarely is there an article that we just read on the air. But this one is one we did not want you to miss. It's relevant to our category. And our category really does need to do its best job ever of connecting sleep and the health benefits of sleep to the products we sell, which is the mattress. And so having some of this sleep knowledge, especially sleep knowledge that is relevant to the current conversation around COVID is only going to help you educate consumers more when they come into the marketplace. And here's the deal. And I heard this from Andrew Mattman Schlesser. Think about this. When somebody comes to buy a mattress, this is your one chance a decade to help them improve their lives. This is the one conversation every 10 years you get to have to hopefully point them in a new and better direction. So with that said, we wanted you to be aware of this article and none other than Mark Quinn is going to lead us off. Yeah, just I want to say one last thing before I do. Guys, if, if, if you sell beverages in a beverage store and the beverage in this red glass that I'm holding up actually helped people live a better quality of life. Well, you have vodka there. I have water in mine. So um, you're empty too, by the way. Everybody's got vodka in their desk. Yeah. There's always an employee somewhere that has the vodka. Somewhere. Um, but if your, if your beverage in this red glass um, did something to help people live a better quality of life, and you never told the people that the beverage in that particular glass did such a thing, how dumb would you be? But if you really think about our industry, health is the number one issue on human beings' minds today. And mattresses and the stuff inside of our ecosystem can literally help address that problem. Because if you sleep better, your mental health is better and your immune system is better, your physical health is better. And as an industry, if you ever, if the, ever there was a time to share some of your ad space with a message outside of product of price and promotion, that's right now. Every single retail sales associate in the country right now, their very first question out of their mouth should be, how's your sleep and how's your health? Because our products can connect right back to both of them. And the great thing about what we're gonna do right now is we're gonna put a huge massive exclamation point on that. And uh, we're gonna share the reasons why. Are you ready? Let's do it. Here we go. The Atlantic Magazine, um, the mysterious link between COVID-19 and sleep. The coronavirus can cause insomnia and long-term changes in our nervous system. 
but sleep could also be a key to ending the pandemic by James Hamblin. The newly discovered coronavirus had killed only a few dozen people when Fix Chong started looking for a treatment. He knew time was of the essence. Chang, a data analyst at the Cleveland Clinic, had similar coronavirus, coronaviruses tear through China and Saudi Arabia before sickening thousands and shaking the global economy. So in January, his lab used artificial intelligence to search for hidden clues in the structure of the virus to predict how it invaded human cells and what might stop it. One observation stood out. The virus could potentially be blocked by melatonin. Melatonin, best known as the sleep hormone, wasn't an obvious factor in halting a pandemic. Its most familiar role is in the regulation of our circadian rhythms each night. As darkness falls, it shoots out of our brains, pineal glands, and into our blood, inducing sleep. Chang took the finding as a curiosity. It was a preliminary, he told us recently, a small study in the early days before COVID-19 even had a name when anything that might help was deemed worth sharing. After he published his research, though, Chang heard from scientists around the world who thought there might be something to it. They noted that in addition to melatonin's well-known effects on sleep, it plays a part in calibrating the immune system. Essentially, it acts as a moderator to help keep our self-protective responses from going haywire, which happens to be the basic problem that can quickly turn a mild case of COVID-19 into a life-threatening scenario. Chang decided to dig, deep, dig deeper. For months, he and colleagues pieced together the data from thousands of patients who were seen at his medical center. In results published last month, melatonin continued to stand out. People taking it had significantly lower odds of developing COVID-19, much less dying of it. Other researchers noticed similar patterns. In October, a study at Columbia University found that intubated patients had better rates of survival if they received melatonin. When President Trump was flown to Walter Reed National Medical Center for COVID-19 treatment, his doctors prescribed, in addition to a plethora of other experimental therapies, melatonin. Eight clinical trials are currently going on around the world to see if these melatonin correlations bear out. Few other treatments are receiving so much research attention. If melatonin actually proves to help people, it would be the cheapest and most readily accessible medicine to counter COVID-19. Unlike experimental drugs such as remdesivir and antibody cocktails, melatonin is widely available in the United States as an over-the-counter dietary supplement. People could start taking it immediately. Yet Chang emphasizes that he's not recommending that. Like any substance capable of slowing the central nervous system, melatonin is not a trifling addition to the body's chemistry. Its apparent benefit to COVID-19 patients could simply be a spurious correlation or perhaps a, signaling alert, a signal alerting us to something else that is actually improving people's outcomes. Chang thinks that might be the case. He and others suggest that the real issue at play may not be melatonin at all, but the function it most famously controls, sleep. In fact, several mysteries of how COVID-19 works converge on the questions of how the disease affects our sleep and how our sleep affects the disease. The virus is capable of altering the delicate processes within our nervous system, in many cases in unpredictable ways, sometimes creating long-term symptoms. 
better appreciating the ties between immunity and the nervous system could be central to understanding COVID-19 and to preventing it. Throughout the pandemic, the Department of Neurology at Johns Hopkins University has been flooded with consultation requests for people suffering from insomnia. Rachel Salas, one of the team's neurologists, says she initially thought the surge in sleep disorders was merely the result of all the anxieties that come with a devastating global crisis, worries about health, the economic impact, and isolation. Indeed, patterns of sleep disruption have played out around the world. Roughly three quarters of people in the United Kingdom have had a change in their sleep during the pandemic, according to the British Sleep Society, and less than half are getting refreshing sleep. In the summer, we were calling it COVID-somnia, Salas says. In recent months, however, Salas has watched a more curious pattern emerge. Many people's sleep continues to be disrupted by predictable pandemic anxieties, but more perplexing symptoms have been arising specifically among people who have recovered from COVID-19. We're seeing referrals from doctors because the disease itself affects the nervous system, she says. After recovering, people report changes in attention, debilitating head headaches, brain fog, muscular weakness, and perhaps most commonly, insomnia. Many don't seem anxious or preoccupied with pandemic-related concerns, at least not to a degree that could itself explain their newfound inability to sleep. Rather, it's sometimes part of what the medical community has begun to refer to as long COVID, where symptoms persist indefinitely after the virus has left a person. When it comes to sleep disturbances, Salas worries. I expect this is just the beginning of long-term effects we're going to be seeing for years to come. Her colleague, Erin Van Kesten, has been, has been trying to get to the bottom of how a virus could cause insomnia. He focuses specifically on autoimmune and inflammatory diseases that affect the nervous system. Initially, Van Kesten says, the common assumption among doctors was that many post-COVID-19 systems were due to an autoimmune, autoimmune reaction, a misguided, targeted attack on cells of one's own body. This can happen in the nervous system after infectious by various, this can happen in the nervous system after infections by various viruses in predictable patterns, such as that of Guillain-Barre's syndrome, in the days after an infection, eight new antibodies mistakenly attack nerves, weakness, and numbness spread from the tips of the extremities and go inward. Disconcerting as it can be, this type of pattern is at least identifiable and predictable. Doctors can tell patients what they're dealing with and what to expect. By contrast, the post-COVID-19 patterns are sporadic, not clearly autoimmune in nature, says Vikassin. The symptoms can appear even after a mild case of COVID-19, and timescales vary. We've seen a number of patients who were not even hospitalized and felt much better for weeks before worsening, Van Kassen says. And the findings aren't limited to the brain. At Northwestern University, the radiologist Swati Deshmukh has been fielding a steady stream of cases in which people experience nerve damage throughout the body. She has been looking for evidence that the virus itself might be killing nerve cells. Hepatitis C and herpes viruses are known to do so, and autopsies have found SARS-CoV-2 inside nerves in the brain. Still, she believes symptoms are most likely due to inflammation, 
Indeed, the leading theory to explain how a virus can cause such a wide variety of neurological symptoms over a variety of timescales comes down to haphazard inflammation, less a targeted attack than an indiscriminate brawl. This effect is seen in a condition known as myalgic encephalomyelitis, sometimes called chronic fatigue syndrome. The diagnosis encompasses myriad potential symptoms and likely involves multiple types of cellular injury or miscommunication. In some cases, damage comes from prolonged, low-level oxygen deprivation as after severe pneumonia. In others, the damage to nerve cell communication could come by way of inflammatory processes that directly tweak the functioning of our neural grids. The, unpredictable, the unpredictability of this disease process, how and how widely it will play out in the long term and what to do about it, poses unique challenges in this already uncertain pandemic. Myalgic encephalitis is poorly understood, stigmatized, and widely misrepresented. Medical treatments and diagnostic approaches are unreliable. General inflammatory states rarely respond to a single prescription or procedure, but demand more holistic ongoing interventions to bring the immune system back to equilibrium and keep it there. Their medical system is not geared towards such approaches. But this understanding of what's happening may also offer some hope. Although the technical details are clearly thorny, there is some reassurance in what the doctors are not seeing. When nerves are invaded and killed, the damage can be permanent. When nerves are miscommunicating in ways that come and go, that process can be treated, modulated, prevented, and quietly and quite possibly cured. Although sleep cycles can be disturbed and damaged by the post-infectious inflammatory process, radiologists and neurologists aren't seeing evidence that this is irreversible. And among the arsenal of ways to attempt to reverse it are basic measures such as sleep itself. Adequate sleep also plays a part in minimizing the likelihood of ever entering into this whole nasty, uncertain process. A central function of sleep is maintaining proper channels of cellular communication in the brain. Sleep is sometimes likened to a sort of anti-inflammatory cleansing process. It removes waste products that accumulate during a day of firing. Without sleep, those byproducts accumulate and impair communication, just as is seen to be happening in some people with post-COVID-19 encephalomyelitis. In the early stages of COVID-19, you feel extremely tired, says Michelle Miller, a sleep medicine professional at the University of Warwick in the UK. Essentially, your body is telling you it needs sleep. But as the infection goes on, Miller explains, people find that they often can't sleep and the problems with communication compound one another. The goal then is breaking out of this cycle or preventing it altogether. Here, the benefits of sleep extend throughout the body. Sleep is important for effective immune function, and it also helps regulate metabolism, including glucose and mechanisms controlling appetite and weight gain, Miller says. All of these bear directly on COVID-19, as risk factors for severe cases include diabetes, obesity, and sleep apnea. Even in the short term, getting enough sleep, slow wave sleep will optimize your metabolism and make you maximally prepared should you fall ill. These effects may even bear on vaccination. Flu shots appear to be more effective among people who have slept well in the days preceding getting one.
All of this leads back to the basic question. Is one of the most glaring omissions in public health guidelines right now simply to tell people to get more sleep? The only health advice more banal than being told to wash your hands is being told to sleep more. But it's a cliche for a reason. Sleep fortifies and prepares us for any given crisis, but especially when the days are short and cold and people have little else they might do to empower and protect themselves. Monotonous days can slip into depression, alcohol abuse, and all manner of suboptimal health. It may well turn out that standard pandemic advice should be to wear a mask, keep distances, and get sleep. That's easier said than done. Asim Shah, a psychiatry and behavioral science professor at Baylor College of Medicine, believes sleep is at the core of many of the mental health issues that have spiked over the course of a year. There's a complete lack of structure that has caused a huge disturbance in the sleep cycles, he says. Usually everyone has a schedule. They get sunlight and they generate melatonin and it puts them to sleep. Right now, we're seeing people losing interest in things, isolating, not exercising, and then not getting sleep. Depression and anxiety make insomnia worse and the cycle degenerates. This may be where melatonin or other approaches to enhancing the potent effects of sleep could be consequential. Russell Ryder, a cell biology professor at the University of Texas at San Antonio, is convinced that widespread treatment of COVID-19 with melatonin should already be standard practice. In May, Ryder and colleagues published a plea for melatonin to be immediately given to everyone with COVID-19. If the world of melatonin research had a molten core, it would be Ryder. He has been studying the hormone's potential health benefits since the 1960s and tells the writer he takes 70 milligrams daily. Most bottles at the pharmacy recommend from 1 to 10 milligrams. After the writer spoke with him, he sent many of the journal articles he had published on melatonin and COVID-19, at least four of which appeared in Melatonin Research. He blithely referred to them as propaganda and noted that he has been studying melatonin since before I was born without asking when that was. I know melatonin sideways and backwards, Ryder said, and I'm very confident in recommending it. The majority of sleep scientists though seem to agree that the most crucial interventions that facilitate sleep will not be medicinal or even supplemental. The general recommendation is that getting your body's melatonin cycles to work regularly is preferable to simply taking a supplement and continuing, to, uh, and continuing to binge Netflix and stare at your phone in bed. Now that so many people's days lack structure, Shaw believes a key to healthy pandemic sleep is to deliberately build routines. On weekends, wake up and go to bed at the same time as you do other days. Take scheduled walks, get sunlight early in the day, reduce blue light for an hour before bed, stay connected with other people in meaningful ways, despite being physically distant. Even as small daily rituals can help, says Trisha Hersey, the founder of a nap advocacy organization called the Nap Ministry. Light a candle, have a cup of tea in a specific place at a certain time. Repetitive rituals are part of what makes us human and ground ourselves, she told me. They're also perhaps the most attainable intervention there is. Wherever you are, Hershey says, you can daydream. You can slow down and you can find small ways to stop and remember who you are.
To her, feeling in control over sleep is important precisely because order is lacking in so many other parts of life for so many people. Year over year, there are significant sleep disparities across the U.S. population. The amount and quality of sleep we get depend on our environment as much, if not more than, our personal behavior. Socioeconomic status and quality sleep chart on parallel lines. The most effective way to improve sleep is to ensure that people have a calm and quiet place to rest each night, free of concerns about basic needs such as food insecurity. The pandemic has brought the opposite assurances, exacerbating the uncertainties at the root of already stark disparities. As the quest for sleep falls only more to individuals, many are left to think outside the box. That has included for some dabbling in hypnosis, not the kind of hypnosis where you're on stage and told to act like a chicken, but a process slightly more refined. Christopher Fitton is one of a number of hypnotherapists who have spent the pandemic creating YouTube videos and podcasts meant to help people fall asleep. Fitton's sessions involve 30 minutes of him saying empowering things to listeners in his pleasant, semi-whispered voice. He tells me he is now getting more than 1 million listens a month. Hypnotherapy is meant to slow down the rapid firing of our nerves. Similar to guided meditation or deep breathing, the intent is to stop people from overthinking and allow sleep to happen naturally. As you listen to Fenton saying banal things about the muscles in your back or asking you to envision a specific tree in a specific place, the aim is to get into a relaxed, trance-like state where your subconscious is open to more suggestion, he says. Then, when he tells you to sleep, your brain is less likely to argue with him about how you're too busy or how you need to worry more about why someone read your text messages but didn't reply. Hypnotherapists such as Fitton provide tools to ground yourself ultimately in a pursuit of being able to do it, being able to do it unassisted, sends the internet. It's better not to bring your phone into your bedroom anyway. Focusing involves practice. The trance-like state rarely happens easily and no single way works for everyone. Some experimentation is usually needed. Apparently, it still is for me. While listening to one of Finn's recordings, I couldn't fully escape the image of him in his home office speaking softly into his microphone, reading an ad for Spotify, just as alone as everyone else. But regardless of whom you trust, to help relieve you of consciousness, now seems like an ideal time to get serious about the practice. Draw boundaries for yourself and sleep like your life depends on it. Hopefully, it won't. Oh yeah, there is no doubt in my mind, Action Funk Music is the official soundtrack of Door Counts because Door Counts is all about taking action to get out of that funk the funk of not knowing. Door Counts is the smartest way to count retail traffic and then do something with that traffic and have proof and tie it to sales results. Our friend Luis Lopez actually won the Door Count system, installed it in one of his stores, saw how well it worked. He went out and purchased the system for all of his other stores. And he said, as soon as that camera went in, boom, difference maker. I knew that the minute I would install that camera in my store, I was gonna be able to see why people were coming in, where were they coming from. I was gonna make better decisions on my uh, marketing tools. I was gonna 
make that person accountable to, to show the importance of uh, to our salesmen of every person that comes through the door and how much it costs us to bring that person in. All of that stuff ties in together and then you know the CRM to follow up with the customers and uh, after they come in the store has elevated our sales incredibly. It's been a couple months that we've had it and I can already see the results. I've seen a 60% growth in our sales for the entire year. Right now on your phone or computer, go to doorcounts.com, book a demo, tell them Dos Marco sent you. So much to unpack here, Kinsley, and I hope that everyone listening to this show right now understands just how big this article could be for them. Read back through it, absorb it. We'll put a link in the show notes. But the fact that any legitimate media property is connecting the dots between sleep and what's happening in our sleep with overcoming the worst global pandemic of our lifetime at a time when we've had the biggest case count increases and the largest death tolls since it began. Now is the time to be relevant in this conversation within our industry. It's of critical importance. It's of critical importance. And, you know, the more, if an RSA was like educated on some of this stuff, when people came into the store, it, anyone's going to be talking about COVID. So it happens all the time. And so to just know a couple of things, I mean, just one thing I want to point out, let's talk about a couple of things that maybe stood out to us in this article. One of the things I wrote down in the United Kingdom, Kinsley, and they're having massive spikes and they're shutting down for another 30, 60, 90 days, according to my partners over there at Harrison Springs. Um, three quarters of the people in the UK had a significant change in their sleep. Three quarters of the people, think about that. That is a, that's, you talk about, we, we talk about shared experience. That is not one you want to have, but that is a massive number of people that are having issues. And like they said in the article, they think, well, well, maybe it's like, because of other things, there's depression going on, there's, you know, a disruption in, in, in people's routines, but also it's, you know, partly in, in direct line uh, response or a result of the, the COVID disease. And it, it, that's, I think you landed on something that's worth teasing out a little bit, just because it might be something else, not the bad mattress, doesn't mean that you can't be a part of that conversation because clearly there's heightened interest among people around sleep. And we're huge advocates for just what we mentioned at the very beginning of this podcast. Once every 10 years, you typically get a chance to talk to somebody about their sleep and improve their life, hopefully improve their life. Now with people, like you said, 75% of Brits are having some sort of sleep issue. There's an all time high in terms of this being under the magnifying glass. People are really thinking about sleep. Your business can be a resource. And this, is, this goes back to something that we talked about at Nationwide. This goes back to the speech we gave, we keynoted at Nationwide Primetime, which was, you need to be a guide. You need to help people transform their lives. And that's the new economy. It's gonna move from the experience economy into the transformation economy. And when you're in the transformation economy, you have a chance to help them transform their lives or you become a simple transaction where take my money, I take the product and then it's over. And if that happens, if it's transactional, they're not going to come back to you for anything. 
sleep is a chance to form that relationship and people are thinking about it right now. You know, when you and I both served on the Better Sleep Council, Kinsley, one of the challenges that was always put to that group was to take the dotted line connection of a mattress to sleep and make it a solid line connection. And when retailers or manufacturers for that matter are out banging that promotion drum, then you're not doing anything to connect the products you sell to the benefits of the products that you sell. And I know we're like such a broken record on this issue, but more than ever, this, this article is basically telling you um, if, if I was going to, like, I, I want to get better at golf. Like, that's one of the things I want to do this year. So what am I going to do? I'm going to first look at my equipment, right? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, okay, do I have the right driver? Do I have the right hybrid clubs? And, and what do I need to do to get the right equipment to help make me a better player? Because that's part of it, right? The other part is me making the effort and practicing. So put kind of a schedule in place that will give me the chance to improve. It's no different than sleep. If you want to sleep better, if you, number one, you say, okay, sleep is a huge deal. It can help my immune system. Melatonin might be part of that, but the article in the Atlantic says so right there. Then don't you think that there's two things that are going to be really important for those people? Number one, do I have the right equipment? So mattress, sheets, pillows, pajamas, all of those things. And then secondly, like in golf, I have to practice to get better. What is the behavioral change that I'm going to have to make as a human to get that part of my life right or get that part of my life better. Now, if you don't value sleep the appropriate way, then you're not going to invest in the money to, to get yourself the right equipment and you're not going to make the behavioral change. But a transaction is selling them a bed. A transformation, per our keynote you just spoke to, Kinsley, is transformations are not easy. They are painful. It requires effort and expense, right? But that, though, is where life-changing things happen. And if you are the retailer that delivers that experience and helps that person that walks into your store understand how important that is, what do you gain? And what do you do to help them? It's, it's so hard to even put the, the, you know, any kind of number on how valuable that could be to your business. And I think we have to, in our mattress communities, in retail in particular, connect the dots and make sure you're educating that consumer on sleep. And here's why. Somebody comes in, they buy a mattress, they call you up, they still can't sleep. Well, you didn't find out anything about their screen time, their caffeine consumption, health issues. You, you, didn't, you didn't do the work to help them understand, I can sell you the best mattress on the planet, but what we need to be focused on are these things that you told me about that we need to fix. And you're going to get the blame for that. And people aren't going to stand for it. You know, there, there's going to come a time when I think a large number of people are going to say, well, I'm going to go to this company because they can clearly help me improve my sleep. Or they, yeah, they know they, they can help me improve my sleep with their products and their people are freaking knowledgeable and they're an authority. And if you establish authority, it's a huge, huge deal. I, I just love this article. It really got me excited and it does a great job of talking about sleep in general terms, but also framing the problem in the context of this pandemic. And I can tell you my family, having gone through COVID and, and seeing it, it, it all happen, the article was spot on in every way. It is a sleep disruptor. 
And when you are not sleeping well, and that just adds to your frustration and concern and brain fog, it, it's tough, man. And you've got to give yourself every advantage that you can to get through that problem. And this is a big deal. So I have a question for you. Yes, sir. What is the sleep habit change that's taken place as a result of COVID that you would like to continue after the world returns to some sense of normal? For me personally? Um, well, I think having been sick, uh, it was, uh, you know, just going back to my my childhood with my mom, you know, making sure that I'm getting plenty of rest. Doctors will tell you that, right? Make sure you're getting lots of rest. And so um, when you get sick, I think it automatically pushes sleep up in the order of prior, in the up in the order of priority in terms of what you're doing. So I think it's that. Two two things, actually, Kinsley. It's in, in here we are sleep guys, so in, in mattress guys. So sleep was already a big deal to me, but this actually made it even more important so it's, I just want to hold on to that and make sure that my schedule is solid. So I'm getting to bed at the same time so I can wake up at the same time. So that was the first thing. And the second thing was, uh, it, this is not sleep related, but drinking fluids. Like, I don't think I drink enough water. And for me, it's a stupid reason because I feel like I have to always go to the bathroom and it's like, uh, yeah, there you go. You're empty. Uh, and so is mine now. But now with COVID, I've been drinking a lot more water. And I'm telling you, it made a difference. So those two things, sleep schedule and water. Did you see anything for yourself? Did it change your sleep pattern at all through the last six months for sleep? Early on, my schedule did change. And I have been a schedule guy for years. Mm -hmm. um, once I started really investing in sleep and kind of eating my own cooking, you know, eating the cooking that we were trying to serve up. I, it really did change my life. Like getting, um, taking some of the advice, um, the expert advice and applying it. So I, I love sleep. Um, I believe in what we do. I practice it. And it has, I think it has a huge impact on my life. I know it does. But one thing that happened was my, I started going to bed later and my schedule just kind of got all out of whack. Well, recently I've just gotten back on my schedule and I have a bedtime, you know, and I, I get in it and here's the, here's the habit or the change that I would like to have stick waking up naturally without an alarm. Mm -hmm. It, when we don't have a commute or we don't have planes to catch, um, you know, you can wake up right before your, your work day starts and be ready to go. I can get zoom ready with like uh, you know, a little bit of hair combing and a nice shirt and a vest, of course. <laughs> but I love waking up naturally when my body says you've had enough sleep. And so some days I'll wake up naturally at six, six fifteen. Some days when I'm working out or I've I've biked maybe 30 miles the day before, I'll I won't wake up till 7:15 naturally. My body needed more rest. It's been such a joy for me to have the light coming through the east windows of the bedroom and gently and not abruptly waking up, I hope that's one that can stick. I love that. That's so good. Um, you know, the other thing that everyone needs to be thinking about too, as, as sleep, you know, a lot of people have been drinking a lot more, like the, all the jokes about, you know, the bar is always open uh, during COVID time. I think a lot of people have, have increased their alcohol consumption, probably over the holidays for sure. Um, but remember that alcohol is a sleep disruptor. 
And so uh, I think that's another part of this that people need to give some thought and consideration to. But Kizzy, I, I got a question for you. You ready? If you were to go shopping for a mattress in a store and you walked in and you had an experience and they figured out your size and what you're needing it for and what room of the house it's going in and all that stuff. Um, and, and you went in and, and found a bed that you liked and it was in your price range, all that good stuff. And then you went into store number two and you walked in and instead of all the, hey, what size? You know, the guy's like, hey man, tell me how you sleeping. Like, how you feeling like right now? How's your mental health? How's your physical health? And then he hands you a copy of this Atlantic article about sleep and the direct correlation between sleep melatonin and, and COVID. Where are you going to buy a bed? I'm going to buy a bed where somebody surprised me with the conversation they created. And in that scenario, I mean, for me, I like whenever you go to buy a product and you learn something you didn't know, and it was a vehicle for expanding your awareness of the world. And we have an opportunity to do that unlike any other category. You know, when you go to buy a piece of furniture or an appliance or a car, and you learn something new about the world that only by virtue of you buying that product, you would learn, that, that can be a fun experience. But you gotta have something substantive. You gotta have something meaningful adjacent to that product or around that category you can talk about. We got it, we got it in spades, man. So you know what, the, the, the headline for um, part of this podcast or for a social media thing that we're gonna do, it should say how to increase your closing ratios, differentiate your business and sell more product for three cents. And the three cents is the cost of the copy of that Atlantic article so that when they come in your store, you frame the freaking conversation the right way, which is about sleep and the benefits of sleep versus the damn product that you're selling. How's that? Three cents. That's all it takes, Kinsley. Hey, we appreciate you hanging with us here for a little bit. We thought this was really important. And like Quinn said, only cost you three cents. Uh, hey, smash that subscribe button on your podcast app and give us a review, please. Just take a second and like, Give us a quick review on iTunes. Um, just takes a moment. It really helps us out. Helps other people find the podcast. Um, and do us a favor. Don't criticize the way we butchered every medical term and name in the Atlantic article because I know we did that. <laughs> did you notice that? It was on display. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love it. Kinsley, you look good today, even though you're wearing a vest and, um, you know, we're, we're sliding into another week and the first week of January is behind us. So, uh, for everyone listening, uh, love that you're here. Love that you came back with us in 2021. Um, we're going to make it a great year. Uh, even though 2020 was the complete shit show that it was, uh, better things ahead for everyone. And we want to help and be part of your life and be part of your industry and be part of your year. And, uh, we'll do it together side by side. And, uh, Kinsley and I are here to be your guides. You can bounce on it. Oh, oh, yeah, bounce with it, bounce with it. Oh, okay. Bounce with it, bounce with it. All right. 
What is a hybrid? It's like peanut butter jelly, peanut butter chocolate. Hybrid so tight, there's no way that you could topple it. Hybrid on my wrist, that's a calculator watch. We add ourselves together and we take it up a notch. Got the airflow, yo, keep you cool as it get. Visco foam alone to make you drip sweat. Get a hybrid mattress, yes, you'll get better rest. Cool and comfortable, hybrid like a sweater vest. You know the game, we're ahead of the sun. Cause the two of us together are way better than one. Cause I'm cool as ice, and I'm hot like a heater. Bounce by the ounce, now we got it by the leader. Well, you take a spring and you wrap it up right. You can sleep so smooth, the bounce all night. Yeah. Put two together, get a whole lot more. Get the feel of the comfort core. You can bounce on it. Lay back, you don't have to practice. It's the best thing to happen to your mattress. Yeah. Get together to do it like I did. Everybody get Somebody to get in your vicinity You probably want to feel a little bit of a hybridity Foam alone? Out of five, maybe one star Springs and foam, we're taking care of that lumbar Mad back support The best way to shack up Or just get rest that won't mess your back up Like a hot chick mixed with a particle physicist Throw a mullet party in the back of the business Best of both worlds like Mars and Venus The ultimate hybrid Nothing short of cheap Keeping it loose while keeping it tight We can make you sleep or play all night Put two together, get a whole lot more Get the feel of a comfort core You can bounce on it No stopping when the beat gets played back Springs keep it popping, foam keeps it laid back Party over here, get invited Everybody get hybrid Kitchen is charming when your bedroom's the most important part of the apartment. What kind of bed do you keep back there? Does your girl wanna chill on a beanbag chair? Hell no. You need springs and foam, cause if that bowling ball don't bounce, you'll be sleeping alone. And if the bed don't react, then you can't get low. We got the type of bounce that won't spill your Merlot. So stick with us and you'll get rewarded. Cause I'm so gentle and I'm so supportive. Is where the magic is. And we just killed a song about mattresses. Yeah.